For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at this is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. For a touchdown earlier in a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Sonny Michelle will send the Dogs home to the championship game. Fifty-three and a half yard drive near hash. Kick right. Snap. Hold. Kick is away. It's reaching. And it is good. 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 Hot pot does it. All right. Hot pot. Wilcox with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel two. What is up? What is up? What is up? It is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Back to you on Brinks TV. Joining me is uh, is a guy that's extremely jealous of that magical white stuff that falls from the sky. <laughs> Israel, do you wish that you were making and building snowmen here in Nashville, Tennessee? Oh, the lies you tell. I do not want any of the white stuff you saw <laughs> falling from the sky today. Uh, I think you got frostbite just looking at my pictures that I sent you today. I was peppering yes. you. I made it sure to pepper sun- you. It was sunshine and 65 here, so I'm yep. totally okay with that. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's going to get all the way up to 9 degrees tomorrow. No way. It's supposed to be like 11 or like 12 degrees in Atlanta tonight. So I'm glad I'm in South Georgia. All right, go get below that nat line. Right. So, uh, welcome in. It's, uh, feels like it's been a while. Uh, we've, we've been on Christmas break and, uh, we had some scheduling things happening and, uh, now we're back with you on Brinks TV. Glad to be back. Our, uh, our, our great clock has made its return. So that thing is ticking at 45 minutes. So it's going to keep you and I on track or more so me than anything. Um, I'm usually the one that gets on off track, but if you want to follow us on social media, it is scrolling right on uh, below us. If you want to subscribe, find us on YouTube, find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, find us everywhere on social media. Uh, just, just hit us up. I'm sure if you keep your eyes peeled, you will see us. We are brought to you by bet online. They have you covered with all of the impending NFL uh, playoff games, of course, NBA and uh, boxing UFC NHL, 
uh, whenever they get cranked back up and, and all your favorite casino games. Uh, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this year. So what you need to do is head over to the website. You can do it on your mobile device. Also sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code believe that's B L E A V to receive that bonus. Again, uh, if you want to make all your bets, if you want to play some casino games, if you're a blackjack type of person, or if you like to play roulette, I don't know how online roulette works, but um, I imagine it's a lot of fun. If you want to play craps, I, I ventured into that. I'm, I'm terrible. So I didn't stay there very long, but it is the fastest, easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Israel, are you going to bet on any playoff games, any NFL playoff games? I think I might dabble in the uh, NFL games a little bit. Um, I'm debating on dabbling into our game, but uh, I'll see how how that yeah. goes as we get closer to it. I don't, I don't know if I'm that brave, but maybe I am. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but we're, we're going to talk about it. We're going to give you every, every avenue of this game uh, coming up, but, but we'd be remiss if we didn't, uh, we didn't review the orange bowl. What the, the good, the bad, and the ugly will be real quick here. Uh, not much ugly from this game. So uh, the good and the bad, uh, mostly, I think uh, obviously the good was the, the offensive line. They played outstanding. Stetson Bennett was was on fire. The game plan was great. Our defense played with a nasty attitude. Anything I'm leaving out, Israel? Uh, no, and we actually won the football game, um, even though we were um, predicted to lose, um, which most people um, don't know that, um, unless you were kind of looking at the, uh, the sprays or anything like that. We're actually predicted to lose that game. Um, but to come out and put out, you know, the offensive production, the defensive production that we did, I'm um, against a really, let's not be remiss now. Uh, Michigan was the number two team in the nation. Um, they're a really good football team. And if we were in the BCS era, they would be playing for national championships. So um, we just came out and showed everybody that's why we were number one for so long and that we are the better team um, to be playing Alabama. What made our offensive line just play so much better? Um, I think they just got tired of everybody doubting them um, up until. Uh, the Alabama game, they've been so, I, I would say, dominant. You know, we can throw when we want to. We can run when we want to. Um, and like everybody said, we got exposed, um, even in ways that they Alabama really didn't pressure us. Um, but we just made a lot of bonehead mistakes, broke down in, in pressure, uh, didn't stay on blocks um, in that game. So I think they were at the proof of point, and they proved it astronomically. Um, shut down two of the best pass rushers in the nation, uh, both going to be first-round picks. So, I mean, you can't expect more from an offensive line than the performance they had in the Orange Bowl. Absolutely. Well, uh, we look at the bad, which was not very much, but one of the things I noticed that I picked up on was occasionally we lose contain on the quarterback, uh, which in the grand scheme of things didn't really make much of a difference in this game, but it's a, it's something, it's a habit that you don't want to see coming into this week because Bryce Young will make you pay what, you know, what could this defense do better as far as staying in their rush lanes? What, what do you think that, how do you think they try to contain and pressure and, and get in Bryce's face all at the same time? Um, I'm with you with that. I think we got out of our, uh, out of contain a little bit, but those times that we got, you know, out of contain, we didn't hit the quarterback. We didn't touch it. Um, you know, I'm totally fine being aggressive, aggressive. Um, I think we did a, a really good job of mixing pressures, mixing zone, mixing man. 
um, on defense, something that we're going to have to do on Monday um, against Alabama. So um, I'm not mad about that. The only thing, like you said, the bad for me is not hitting the quarterback when we do. Um, we were getting back there. Um, I think the one time that McNamara had the big run um, in the first quarter um, kind of gave him life, life a little bit, but we quickly sucked that away from him. Um, but we can't do that with Bryce Young. He's able to make plays on the run. He's able to make make plays with his feet. He does this little option thing um, with his receivers. Um, so we have to be aware of that. Um, but at this point, you know, I'm fine with being aggressive, but we just got to get the quarterback on the ground. That's the bad for me. At the first quarter, we didn't get him on the ground enough, and then I think we made up for it later on in the game. Exactly. And uh, the ugly was the targeting calls. Uh, I guess if, if you wanted to put it ugly on there, uh, Chris, Chris Smith, well, that was, that, that one was textbook targeting. So, but luckily yeah. he's back. Yeah. And then, uh, Chaz Chambliss, that one, that one was a shake your head bad. Yeah. I mean, the Smith call was, was bang, bang. Um, I mean, he ducked his head true enough, but I mean, he's going in to make a tackle. I mean, you know, of course they're taught to keep their head up, but you know, sometimes as you're going in, you know, you, you, you duck your head. I mean, it, it happens. You know, but I don't think it was um, violent enough to be called to be considered targeting. Um, but the Chambliss call was complete BS, in my opinion. I mean, he hit the ball. I mean, he was obviously going for he's obviously going to hit the football. You know, you can tell by the way he was going to tackle. So I think that's they're going to have to review that rule. Um, I think if you're going to make a tackle with the intent to bring the ball carrier down. Um, you know, I get they're trying to protect it, but I mean, it's football at the end of the day. You know, yeah. he punches that ball loose. We get the ball, we go punch another one, another score in. You know, well, JJ McCarthy gets destroyed by Quay Walker earlier in the game on the same type of tackle. They didn't call anything, which was great. Yeah. And the only it, thing that he did right was that he moved his head out of the way. Yeah, that he did do. Yeah, so he he uh, he did, he did really well on that. But we're gonna put a nice little bow on this game. Uh, we're we're gonna, we're gonna move on into the national championship in Indy. We we got a lot of matchups to talk about. Let's let's uh, let, let's flip it over. Let's talk about when Georgia is on offense going up against Alabama's defense. To me, you know, I, I think you've got it. The 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 biggest thing is obviously the O line play is gonna gonna be extremely important. But I, I think you have to win first down. You know, that's going to mm-hmm. be the most important down uh, for, for Georgia's offense. You win first down, you stay on schedule, you keep Bama off off schedule, you keep them off balance. If you lose first down, now you're, now you're stuck behind the chains a little bit. Now your plan changes, and you start to turn Stetson into more of a pocket passer, which is not good. So, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, else, what else do you see? This, this Georgia offense, what, what, are, what, are the, what are some of the keys? Uh, we got we got to mix up first down. Um, by that I mean we got to mix up the pass and we got to mix mix up the throw uh, the pass and the run. Um, you know, play action on first down to be good, especially if you just came off a series where you ran the ball. Um, you got to stay out of second and long, second and second long, third and long, and by long I mean second and six, third and six. You know, and and plus because um, in that point defenses know you have one option. You know, you can still run the ball, yeah, but. The most defenses are predicated on getting you in third and long, second and long situations, so you can do what throw the football, so they can do what pin their pressure. <laughs> and, and, and and most defenses are going to call 
But when you look at second and long, that's the perfect run blitz because you throw it on a lot of coaches. I see this, and, and I've been guilty of it. And I'm sure you have too as an offensive coordinator. You throw on first down, and you follow it up with a base run on second down just to get some yards. That's perfect mm-hmm. opportunity for coaches to run blitz that. And so if you can kind of take advantage of that and maybe go against the grain a little bit, I think you can I think you could be be in good shape there. Yes, I think we did a good job of throwing on first down, whether it was complete or incomplete, and throwing a screen behind it. Um, you know, that that's the way you get away, especially when they're doing those run blitzes. Um, you know, or come back to a pass, go two passes straight, you know, kind of getting third and manageable. Now you got a, you can either run it or you can pass it, you know, things like that. Uh, just like you said, to keep them off balance. Because if you let one of the best defensive minds over there, um, we I know he has a defensive coordinator, but we all know who's the brains of the operation over there. Yeah, it, um, it, it's not he, Pete Golding. I can tell you that. <laughs> if you let him figure it out, then he he's gonna he's gonna pick you apart. Yeah. You know, so um, you have to be smart. You know, you can't. I don't think we're we're coaching against Nick Saban. We're 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 coaching against Alabama. So you have to see what they do and not try to beat Nick Saban. Right. You just got to go out and play ball at the end of the day. And just, you do, you, you do what you do, do what Stetson can, can do. And I mean, I, I think, you know, that 13 personnel package in, in the bunch, I think there's a lot of good things you can do from that. I think moving Brock Bowers around, I, I thought putting him at left tackle was, was brilliant on, on that first touchdown. Uh, just, just things like that to kind of keep things off kilter on balanced looks, motions, mm-hmm. screens, you know, things like that. And I thought Georgia did a better, much better job of that against Michigan with not only uh, not only the receivers and not only Brock Bowers, but the, the running backs as well with James Cook and, and uh, Zeus and Kenny McIntosh, things like that. And I thought they were able to hit the trick play because they were successful in running counter. I just, you know, things open up when you're able to run a little bit and when you're able mm-hmm. to just kind of be a little bit more dynamic. So, you know, I, I yeah, think... I I was going to say, I, you know, that's why winning first down so so important. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And I think one thing that we're going to have to do against Alabama is spread them out. Um, I love 13 personnel, but in that 13 personnel, let, let's use all four receivers, all, all four receivers spread out. You know, go doubles, go trips um, with them, you know, bunch them up, um, you know, out in space a little bit because we all know if you get the ball in Brock Byers' hand, he can take to the house. We all know that. Washington is as tall as anybody you've ever seen. He's an NBA player playing football. I mean, that's ridiculous. So, you know, give those guys the ball in space and make Alabama tackle. They're not really good at tackling in space. Um, They they have missed a couple. Um, You know, if you go back and watch Texas A&M, the first half against Auburn um, and Florida, and you go watch those games, they have trouble tackling you know, tackling the space. So, you know, you go back and analyze, analyze those games and kind of see what they did, kind of take, kind of pick apart, you know, um, what you do in your offense to kind of match what they did and kind of, you know, do it that way. But, you know, let's spread them out, you know, give um, Stetson, you know, a, a running opportunity too. you know, let them go ahead and take that first lick, go and get it over with, you know, and let's see how well our offensive line is going to do against uh, their defensive line. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I think when you when you look at personnel wise, I mean you, you've got to now you got George Pickens healthy. What are you saving for at this point? You, you gotta unleash the beast, man. You you, you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta get George Pickens involved in it. He's a great deep ball guy, tough, 
physical, you know, is, is a perfect slant guy and, and just, just a bear to tackle, man. And, and if you can get him involved some, I think that'd be great. Jermaine Burton, I think is finally kind of <clears throat> coming back into the picture and, and AD Mitchell had a great game against, uh, against Michigan. So I, I think those are some guys that, that you could probably get involved in the passing game with, with different things, intermediate stuff. And, uh, you know, short, quick stuff. I, I think in the RPO game, you can, you can do some stuff with pickings and really kind of get yourself in some good situations. So, uh, but let's talk about running backs a little bit, Israel. I mean, uh, Zeus, James Cook, Kenny McIntosh, I, I think are three guys that have to be involved. And, in, and in I think Todd Munkin's done a great job all year long of taking advantage of what those guys are good at. And I, I don't see that change in here against Alabama the second time around. I mean, early on we were able to run the ball. So yes, we were and then, and we got away from it. And I think Mm -hmm. that was our downfall in the ball game. I think we, we panicked, we had to panic, but way too soon. Um, I was just telling one of our coaches today, I said, you go down 14 points. I mean, yeah, it's 14 points, but at the end of the day, you score a touchdown, you're down by seven. Well, that gives you momentum, right? Defense goes out there and get a stop. Guess what? They punt the ball. Now you can go down and and catch up. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we just can't panic. (laughs) No, um, especially early in the know, third quarter. I mean, there's so much football to be played. Exactly. You so, I mean, you um, can't do that. Continue to use James Cook. Um, uh-huh. You know, that they used him to perfection um, in the ball game against Michigan. Um, you know, continue to continue use McIntosh, continue to use Zeus. Um, I love the way McIntosh is used on screens. Um, threw a beautiful ball to Mitchell for that touchdown. Quarterback you know, controversy, so, Israel. Quarterback controversy. Yeah. <laughs> continue Love to it. use those guys the way you've used them. Um, you know, this is going to get you those hard two, three yards when it's, when it's needed. Um, so, you know, just keep doing what you do. Do the things that got you to this point. We showed that in the Michigan game. So let, let's continue to do that and not get scared because that's what we are. We're scared. We, we were scared in, in the championship game. Yeah. And it's, again, just play aggressive. Just have that mindset. Go a little tempo, a little bit too. I, the, saw that against Michigan. So, you, know, you get a first That's down, go tempo. I know, use right? all your bullets, baby. To use all of them. Don't don't hold nothing back, man. Don't hold anything don't back. Hold nothing back. Hold nothing back, man. It's 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 what you got to do. And uh, la- last thing, offensively, I think when you look at the offensive line, you look up front. You've got to figure out a way to neutralize Will Anderson. I thought relatively we did a good job of that the first the first go round. Uh, he wasn't as much of a factor as he could have been. He still was. Um, but I think the plan that they had to eliminate Aiden Hutchinson and uh, Acho from uh, no Ojabo, not Acho. Acho is a commentator on ESPN from Texas. Uh, Ojabo, the the other defensive end uh, for for Michigan. Mm-hmm. I think you know Georgia did a great job with screens, RPOs, and then just running right at them did yeah. a great job of neutralizing those guys. I, I think Will Anderson obviously is a much better player than either of those two guys. But when, when you look at neutralizing them, you, you've got to just keep those guys guessing. You got to keep them on the move. You cannot let them get a beat on you because if you do, they're going to go right up under your tackle and they're going to, they're going to hit Stetson. Yep. Like I said, look at, watch the tape. Florida ran up and down the field on them. Um, Texas A&M had, had a really good game plan. Arkansas, um, Auburn, 
Um, look at look at just look at those tapes, and, and they did a great job of running right at Will Anderson. They showed that they weren't scared of him, and they ran right at him. That's one thing we did this week against well, this past week against Michigan, we ran right at those two and showed them that we weren't scared of them. So, you know, you you got to be a great. We got the guys. We got uh, Van Pran back, um, which, which is which was huge in the Michigan game. Um, so, I mean, let's just go out here and play ball. Let's be aggressive. Um, that's, that's what I want to say. I just want to say is be aggressive. And if we start beating them, we beat them and just don't let them come back. Right. Just keep don't your foot complacent. on the gas. Don't get conservative. Keep trying to score points. Yeah. And don't be dumb. Yeah. Don't just take care of the football. Understand stats. Even if you get down by 14, there is no, I, I haven't seen it yet. Maybe this is a rule change Israel, but there's not a 14 point play mm-hmm. in football. I haven't seen one. I don't know. There might be one, but I haven't just like, it might be like the old, you might be too young for this. It might be like the old school rock, rock jock, uh, basketball <laughs> games remember. from MTV where they had the 50 point hoop, like yep. way up in there. <laughs> I haven't seen that in, in, uh, in college football yet, but that would be kind of fun if they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do so, remember that. yeah. So just be, just be patient, be patient, be aggressive. Keep your foot on the gas. Now let's freaking go, man. Let's freaking go. Uh, now let's flip it over. Uh, Alabama's got the ball now. Bryce Young. You have uh, you have Robinson, who is healthy at running back. Brian Robinson, who's healthy at running back now. They leaned on him heavily in their semifinal game. Uh, John Mechie is obviously out, uh, but it doesn't matter. They get Jameson Williams. Uh, two guys are going to have to have – three guys are really have to step up in Mechie's absence and kind of – I guess collectively pick up that production is going to be Slade Bolden, who absolutely killed us in the SEC championship. Ja'Cory Brooks and Jaleel Billingsley, I think are three names that have to, for Alabama step up in this game. If they, if they want, I don't want to say have a chance, but if, if they want to win this game and, and, and put up points. So to do that, Israel, again, you know, we, we said it at the top of the show. Uh, we did a great job of, of getting after Michigan. We have to continue to do that against Alabama. You have to have a more controlled yet aggressive rush ag- against Bryce Young. You've got to get pressure in his face. You've got to get your, your hand up, bat, bat a few balls down. Whatever you can do to get his eyes down is, is going to be the key. Because if you can hit him, knock him down, he'll start looking down at that rush. He he's he's a great player, Heisman Trophy winner, one of the, one of the best in college football. But he's still just a freshman. He's still just a kid. He's not immune. He's not immune to getting hit. You know, he he looked down a little bit at Cincinnati's rush. They were getting back there f- so fast. Um, you know, and and we'll get to Cincinnati maybe here in a little bit with with whatever extra time we have left over. But um, that game was you know Cincinnati again showed if you have a good aggressive fast pass rush. That contains that contains well. You can get to Bryce Young, and he's not as effective. I mean, he still made a few few dime throws, but he, he's not he's not as effective with, with that. Now, unfortunately for them, they gave up what felt like 300 yards rushing. I don't know the official stats, but they I mean they gave up all these rushing yards to to, to Robinson. But uh, I thought they had a great great defensive game plan. Uh, they made. The, the, the key for, for this Alabama team more so than any other Alabama team, like last year's Alabama team could score on 12 plays just as easily as they could score on one. Like it didn't matter this year's team. I feel like if you make them work a little bit, 
they, they just they, they don't have the same capability. They don't have the same level of offense that they normally do. Yes, and that's exactly what I was getting to. This team right here uh, with a young quarterback, young offensive line, um, a lot of inexperience in a couple of places. You know, they're they're not just going to be like, okay, this is what we're doing, and you have to stop it. It's more of what are you doing, and how can we exploit you? Well, they exploited us last game. Reason being, we play zone. We have people not in the right places, had boarded spots, people running wide open. Um, we're giving up cushion. We're not getting hands on receivers, you know, things like that. We're playing patty cake with their offensive line. So, you know, Mo- hey, moment, moment gets too big for him, pissed down <laughs> <Yeah>. their leg. <laughs> so, you know, he, he throws for half a century on us, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, Hey, it is, it is what it is, you yeah. know, now what do we do to adjust? If it's me and this is just me just thinking out loud, I'm playing cover zero. I'm playing about two yards off their receivers, no matter how many they have, and I'm not letting them inside of me. He's going to have to throw fade balls all day and hope that they catch him, right? And I'm putting four down, three down, however we do it, um, closing every gap, and I'm sending everybody at Bryce Young. You're going to have to block. They're going to have to block seven people every single time. I don't care. You're just going to have to prove to me that you can beat me by me doing that. One, I stopped the run. One thing that Cincinnati didn't do, they left three people's hand in the dirt. Well, Alabama figured it out. Well, I can block through five. So guess what? We're going to run the football. You know, and that and that's and that was and that was their Achilles heel. Now if they adjust a little bit, then you we never know. It might be in a closer game. Cincinnati may have pulled it off. We all know. But what they did do a good job of is getting to Bryce Young, frustrating him, frustrating the receivers, and getting Bryce Young on the ground. The offense didn't help them, but their defense did a really good job of holding Alabama for as long as they could before the dam broke. Yeah. Offense played scared. Offense played like Desmond Ritter was Peyton Manning back there, which he's yes. not. I love Desmond Ritter. He's a great quarterback, but he's not a pocket guy. He's not a stand there and like a statue and just pick your part type guy. He's, this is not what he is. It's not what Stetson is either. You mm-hmm. Get him involved in the run game. Got to get the ball out quick. You got to get, you know, you just kind of move and keep these guys you got to get their head spinning, which that first, that first series where they scripted it was great. Yes. That they stalled out, unfortunately, but they, they, they rolled right down the field. Yeah. And, and you got to look at Alabama's not as dominant defensively as they normally are too. There's not really a, a secondary guy that you're like, Oh crap. Like I don't want to throw near that guy. You know, there, there's not a linebacker. You're just like, Ooh, I'm afraid of him. They got Will Anderson. Now they really they have some really good players up front. Now, don't don't get me wrong. There's no standout player on that defense like they normally have. Right. So I mean, that tells you something right there. It's Will Anderson, and that's it. I mean, you know, you you can point to some production, but it's spotty. Like Fidelia, yes, Mathis, great player, just hasn't been consistent this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Helms, Jordan uh, Battle, Jordan Battle. The two safeties, yeah. I, I think, I think very, very highly of them. That the, obviously, those are the best two players in the secondary. Stetson made those guys look like all Americans. They've been inconsistent for Alabama, especially mm-hmm. on deep balls. So I, I think if you can, if you can strike them, I, I think that's the way to go. Offensively, you know, they've had trouble in some games getting the ball to Jameson Williams. Like LSU, they stalled, like they scored twenty quick points and then they stalled. They couldn't get anything going. Fortunately for them, neither could LSU. And and LSU, yeah. 
LSU squandered so many opportunities in that game. Yes. Um, I, I think Arkansas rallied a little too little too late uh, type scenario there. I, I think I, I think Arkansas was a little shell shocked coming out coming out of the uh, coming out of the gates, and then I think when they settled in, they played really good football. But it was again just too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auburn played great for fifty nine minutes and went into conservative mode, and Bryce Young they allowed Bryce Young to pick them apart, and he did uh, a whole one minute drill. Yeah. Oh God, man! It's like that didn't was even need two minutes. That, that was so fr- that was so frustrating to watch. That was, yeah. you know, I'm like, come on, Derek Mason, yeah. you've been hitting this guy all all game long, and now you're going to get conservative. Come on, all man! All game long, Jeez. and that's what we have to do. We we have to let Wyatt and Jordan Davis and Nolan Smith, all those guys, McCovey, all those guys have got to go. And part of my French knocked the hell out of this kid. And make him realize that this is the real SEC. This is how that is what Texas A&M did. That is what Auburn did for a whole fifty-nine minutes. That's what Florida did. That's what all these teams that's been on the ropes with them. And they Texas A&M beat them. This is what they did. They hit him, hit him often, and confused him a little bit. I think my personal opinion is that we're not really good at playing zone right now. Other than your basic cover four or cover three, we are cover terrible. Two. We are terrible you know, at combo coverage. We're we're trying to mix, you know, play two on one side, three cover six, cover five, all these other things, um, sky cloud, all this stuff. We and, can't and, do it. and you know what happens, Israel? You know what happens when we play zone? We get passive because we're thinking too much. We're like, okay, you know, we don't want to be wrong, so we're we're just gonna we're just gonna sink back and just let everything happen in front of us. Next thing you know, it's you know, it's 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 third and sixteen, and we're you know we call cover seven. <laughs> and freaking Latavius Brini doesn't know what to do. Twenty yards off and corners yeah. are at ten, just sitting. They run a sixteen yard curl route. And we just watch it, watch the dude catch it in front of us. Yeah, and then we're gonna make a tackle. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, you've got to, you know, against Alabama, you, you've got to, you've got to control the line of scrimmage, and you got to control the cylinder to the defense. I mean, mm-hmm. slants, digs, post routes, like everything they do, aside from a few go yeah. balls, everything, everything that they do attacks that the the cylinder of the defense, the middle zone of the defense, the middle yes. third, whatever, however you want to describe it, however you want to call it. Every coach is different, but however you want to call it. That's what Alabama likes to attack. You watch, you watch that game, Slade Bolden ran dig after dig after dig for first down. Seams with mm-hmm. with Latou, uh, the the tight end. Uh, Billingsley ran what uh, like if you listen to the Titans games uh, on the radio, which I'm sure you don't because you're in South Georgia. But um, <clears throat> Dave McGinnis, who is a former NFL head coach, is is the the, the color analyst for Titans radio, and he talks about he calls these transcontinental uh, routes where you know, you're going from one side to the other. So, you mm-hmm. know, Bama, Bama likes to do those, the Y cross routes and stuff like that. So yeah. if you can, you know, even if you mix up zero, one, and do some variations of one and pattern match four, which cover four with, with, with the new, <clears throat> with the new philosophy on defense of, of pattern matching and reading number two, reading through number two is really just become off man. Mm-hmm. Is what cover four really is. It's just off man. Um, you just don't have a defined cat. You just kind of let it unfold, and then you jump the routes as they unfold. Yes. That's the only difference. Which is what we're, which is what we're good at. Jump yeah. that route right there. There he is. Get it. Yeah. And 
you know, I, I think what they're going to do is they're going to mix up their route combos. They're going to try to, they're going to find 16 because they know they can get him to take the cheese. Like Alabama, all the success they've had offensively, they've always found our one safety that always takes the cheese. Dominic Sanders in, in the title game, the last go around 2017, he took the cheese on second 26. They threw it right over his head, right where he was supposed to be for a touchdown game winner. So they're going to find that safety that's undisciplined. That's going to, that's going to be overly aggressive and try to bite down on that low crosser. And then they're going to run something right behind him. They'll set yes. him up. Just watch. They'll set yes. him up. And he did a great job in the Michigan game. Michigan tried, tried it, didn't bite on it. And mm-hmm. they, they had to, they actually ate, ate the ball. McNamara ate the yes. ball. And we're going to have to be really physical at corner. Uh, we can't get free releases. I don't, I don't care what you say. Um, we, we, we just can't let these guys get up on us. Um, I think Kendrick and Ringo are very, very good corners, very NFL caliber corners. Um, but we can't let them. Kendrick's been to the show before. He, he knows. I think he, yeah, he is the only person on the team that's, that's been to the show. So he knows. He, he knows how, how it works. Um, he's played in three. This is the third one he's played in, so he knows. Um, I, I, I think Ringo. We, we have to be physical with him. I mean, he's a big kid. We're, we're playing off coverage with him. He's a big physical corner. Come up and let's play ball. Right. Get in, get in Jamo's face, match up with him, uh, and, and, and let's roll. Yes. And then up front, we, we've got to get to the quarterback. I think we got to be gap sound because they, they've established that they're trying to run the football. Um, let's take that away. All right. Now we take the run away. Now we know what can they do. Pass. Now we can send it. We can bend our ears back and come get the quarterback. That's right. Absolutely. Well, I, I think overall game plan. You know, I, I think you got to be aggressive. You you, you got to come after them both sides of the ball. You you've got to win. You've got to win first down both sides of the ball. You've got to get them in second, third, and long. You've got to get hands in the faces. You have to take. You have to dictate the tempo of the game. The team that's going to be able to do that is going to be the team that that holds up that whatever that trophy is at the end of the, at the end of the game. So and let's bat down some balls. You know, I, I watched Alabama. I think it was like six or seven balls were batted down in the, in the Cincinnati game. You know, let's bat down some of their balls, get hands. If you can't get to the quarterback, at least get in his face and put your hands up and bat the ball down. Let's do that. Yeah. That, Cause it's so demoralizing when you have a wide open play and all of a sudden that ball's going backwards. Because yes. somebody got their big paw up and, and, and got it. So and we all know our our, our uh, linebackers can catch. I mean, Nicole Dean had a what thirty seven yard interception return against uh, Florida. So I mean, our linebackers are very athletic. You yeah, know, I mean, catch the ball if it's popped in the air. I mean, if you don't at this point, if you don't think Nicole Dean is athletic, you ain't watching our games. Yes. I mean, Jordan he, Davis scores a touchdown, so yeah. he can handle the rock too. You yeah. know. Let's get after it, boy. Let's get turnovers. That's one thing we didn't get in the NC Jamish game was a turnover. They right. got two. So we, we got to get them takeaways. We got to take the ball away. We got to give it to Stetson, let him do his thing. So um, I think we, we talked about this Monday. We we gave our we, we gave our prediction. Do you change anything about your prediction? Does the score go up? Does the score mm-hmm. go down? You stick with thinking, it. I'm sticking to my 30 to 27 score. I'm telling you. Alabama has a really good field goal kicker and real record. I'm not taking anything from him, but he's going to miss two field goals in this game. He's going to, and that's going to be the deciding factor in this game. One of those is going to cost him. I got, I just got that feeling that he's going to miss two of them. 
I got 31-24. I like that score too. I like I, I got 31-24. I, I think there's a missed field goal in there somewhere with Reichert or maybe even a block. Maybe mm-hmm. we even score on special teams. So uh, my score prediction went down a little bit. I, I think uh, I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as, as, as I once thought. So, um, well, we got about 11 minutes on the clock, Israel. Uh, I want to ask you this question. This is a hot button debate that's that's been happening on Twitter uh, because of all the opt outs, because of everything happening. Uh, the bowl games are meaningless, right? Um, however you want to take that, but. Are you in favor of of expanding the playoff? What do you think of the current bowl system? What do you think about the current system? Do we need to expand it? Like how? Like if if I said Israel, you are the new commissioner of college football. Postseason. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard a really. I've heard two really good takes, and then I'll tell you mine. The first take I heard was putting it back to the BCS. Well. Let's look at that. Now you got Alabama playing Michigan. We all know what, what was going to happen with that situation. So let's let's just be real about that, right? So, but the good point of what this analyst was saying was that now all the bows mean something. You know, it's not just hey, it's to get to national championship because hell, national championships already being played by somebody. You know, it goes back to the whole system of each bowl game means something. And to your point the other day, let's take out the meaningless bowls. I think if you don't win seven to eight games, I don't think you should go to a bowl game. I don't think six and six, no matter if you're a struggling team that just happened to win a couple or not, you that's not good enough to go to a bowl game. You know, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, no disrespect to the Mayo Bowl because that was a really good game. But, I mean, those those games, those games play before, you know, what, at December 20th, those games, I don't think, yeah, I, I I honestly don't think that those games need to be played because now we're just handing out participation trophies. In my yeah, opinion. I mean, if 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 you want to have a bowl game that's played before Christmas and it features two eight win G five teams, cool. Yeah. Now another good point that Nick Saban made: if you expand the playoffs, I think it was I think it was Nick Saban. Maybe it was I can't remember. But anyway, if you expand the playoffs, now you run the risk of about six or seven SEC teams being in the playoff which guarantees that the national championship is going to be played by an SEC team, at least one so, of them. So be it. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, you, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. But at the same time, I would love to see, you know, the Cincinnati, I think Houston would have been, been a really good team to get in as well. Um, as long as the, in my opinion, if we're going to do it, as long as everybody gets it right, whether it's 12, whether it's eight, as long as the rankings are correct, I'm okay with expanding it. I'm okay with expanding 12. I think I think 12 is a good number. So now you get all the teams. You get the Baylors, the Notre Dames, the Oklahoma States, all you, those you, guys. You that get were the conference out. champion. You get the yeah. You get the highest. You guarantee the highest rated G5 team, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's kind of like playing top amateur at, at, at Augusta. You all, you get invited yeah. back the next year. So, if, if you finish as a group of five as the best team, your reward is you get the, you get a seat in the playoff, and then you just go highest ranked at large at, at, at after that. And yep. you know, honestly, this year there would have been three SEC teams in. Mm-hmm. That that would have been it. Ole Miss would have been the third SEC team in. Utah's in, Ohio State's in, 
Oklahoma State's Oregon. in. Or uh, Oregon's probably not in. Uh, Oklahoma State's well, in. Notre oh, yeah, Dame is out. in. Uh, Cincinnati, obviously. Houston probably sneaks in there. Pitt gets in uh, with, with that. Michigan State may have had a chance of getting in. So, like, you would have gotten some really good teams. Kenneth Walker probably wouldn't have opted out if he was in the playoff. Kenny Pickett definitely wouldn't have. So, you would have gotten some really good matchups. I mean, you could think mm-hmm. of all the different matchups from there of, you know, you, you get a Utah, you get a Utah, Oklahoma State, or you get a Utah, Georgia matchup. I mean, you know, that that's a hell of a lot more difficult than, than, uh, than Michigan, Georgia. You, you get some yeah. fun matchups. You get some competitive matchups. Plus, I think it expands recruiting, right? So you, you, you say yeah. the biggest fear is all these SEC teams are going to get in, right? Because those six or seven teams recruit, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now Utah has a, has a leg to sell. Now they can recruit to the playoff. Now USC mm-hmm. can recruit to the playoff. Now, uh, now Wisconsin can recruit to the playoff. Now uh, Michigan State. Baylor, Kansas State now can can jump in that mix and, and recruit to it. Like you got so many more teams that like these players can go to and and still have a chance of getting into the playoff. They don't feel like they all have to flood to Alabama and and, and Clemson to Georgia, which they're gonna, you know, obviously they're gonna get theirs because Georgia's mm-hmm. a talent rich state. The Southeast is just it's just this is is what it is, man. It's it's full of talent. I mean you got Georgia and Florida right there that are just loaded. You got the Carolinas, which people don't realize how loaded the Carolinas are. Then you got Alabama, Mississippi, which which is, they don't have as many, but their top guys are really, really good. Really good. uh, Tennessee is uh, really good in some pockets like that. There's some really good guys in Memphis and Nashville and Knoxville. Um, And then randomly in pockets um, outside of those areas. Uh, Kentucky's really good. Uh, surprisingly, Ohio, you got some good talent. Texas, obviously, is what it is. Louisiana, Louisiana is what it is. So, I mean, you, you've got all these talent-rich states. You know, I, <laughs> six or seven SEC teams make it, just you, you just got to recruit better. I mean, you know, there might be a year where six, six SEC teams make it. There might be a year where only two make it or one make it. You know, there might be a year where the Big 12 has a really good year. <laughs> There might be. Yeah, I, I just think you 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 get rid of it. I'm I'm in favor of a, of a if a player is going to be first round, early second round guy, um, and he feels like there's a chance that he might get hurt in the bowl game. That's not beneficial. Um, if it's not a New Year's Six bowl or anything like that, I mean, I, I, I don't see a problem in him protecting himself. What's I think that's what people misconstrue. I think they don't, they think, oh, he's selfish. He's this. I'm sorry for protecting myself and my investment in myself. And the goal for me going to college and going to this school was to go to the NFL. You pay to see the university play football, not just me. I, I never fault the kid. It, it's always, I, I fault the system that allows the kid to want to. There you go. That's the hammer. I'm the judge. Up. That's it. Right. It, it's the system of now you've screwed up some of these. I hate saying lesser bowls, but th- th- it is what it is. These lesser bowls, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the expanded playoff, you know, that that's one of the, that's one of the uh, collateral damage pieces is, you know, the, the Gasparilla bowl is going to have to live without 
inviting an SEC team. Probably they're going to like some of these bowls are just going to go away, which is fine. I don't need 20 bowls before Christmas. So yeah, no. um, I'm good. So like, I, I, I love watching college football, but I, I do too. I, and I don't I, need those. And I think but it's at a, the same time. I think we, we take away from the fact that the guys who do play these bowl games, they play really hard. Um, I think it, that that's the part of me. That's like, don't take the bowls away because it gives those younger guys a chance to show what they, they can do before spring ball and everything starts. So I, I the think they should get more bids to G five guys. I think the G five guys need to be showcased. I yeah, think you give I the think. lesser bowls. I think it's gotta be G five only. Like you can't have central Michigan playing Oregon state. Yeah. Because you're going to have some Oregon State guys opt out, and it's going to be a, a crappy game. I think if you have two competitive G5 teams going at each other, mm-hmm. I, I I think you're I think you're going to have a really good foot. Like some of the best bowl games were G5 versus G5. Yeah, you know, and those were outstanding. Like Wyoming Kent State, that was a really good. Bowl that game. game was incredible, right? Really like, good. Bowl game. Though, like like like. If you want to, if you want to increase the number of bowls, I want to see more of those matchups. Mm-hmm. And then the P five guys, like if you don't make the playoffs, have a, have a few have a few extra bowls for like the the nine eight the eight nine win teams to play each other as an exhibition as a reward, and then just just cut it off and just it's all G five from there. I can see that, but like I said, if you don't win eight. Uh, I don't, seven and five is good because I mean all conferences are very competitive. I think you win seven games, you have a chance to go to a ball game. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think going six and six is is not. Like I said, I don't. I'm not into handing out participation trophies, you know. But if you win I, seven ball games, I think you'd had a hell of a season. Yeah, um, I, I think you got to win seven. If you don't win seven, which if you don't win, if you if you if you go six and six, that's probably going to cut out ten bowls right there. Yeah, which you know, you, you you go 500. You that's not a bowl season. It you know, is what it is. It is what it is, unless a team <laughs> has to drop or whatever. It is what it is, man. That's oh yeah. And then if a team has to drop, now you get to add a couple of six and six teams in. That's how you do it. Yeah, like you, and, and you're not getting Wake Forest Rutgers, which I'm sure Rutgers could have really enjoyed the the experience, but. Uh, yes. And, and Which for uh, the first quarter and a half it was a really good ball game. Uh-huh. And then Wake I think, Forest, R- R- I think, I think um, they're tough, man. They're what's, tough. What's uh, Shiano, Greg Shiano, Greg Shiano, Greg Shiano had Rutgers ready to play. You know, I think I'm not taking anything away from those guys. They came in ready to play. They gave Wake Forest all they wanted that first quarter and a half. And, and then, then they just you can kind of tell. All right. Let's go ahead and get this over with, guys. Yeah, this this is why Rutgers is Rutgers. So, um, and, and another topic to to think about as our ticker goes down from twenty seconds or less, I'll make this last hot take. Uh, but what if you had like a G five semifinal that and and you had two spots reserved for G five and, and the big boy playoff, and the winner of the G five semis got a seat at the table in the big boy tournament. Mm, now, now we're talking. Now, now you. I'll see you climbing that ladder. I'll see you. Yeah. Like you would, you would have had probably, you would have probably gotten coastal Cincinnati or Cincinnati, Houston, maybe 
uh, or like maybe San Diego State? Yeah, I think everybody deserves a shot. You know, if you're, I consider D1 school like Cincinnati stuff, I consider those P5 schools still, but you know. Well, Cincinnati is going to be a P5 school in like a year or two. Yeah, I, I'd lump them all together. I, I don't even think about all that stuff. You just taught me something new today just by listening to you. But uh, P5 and G5? Yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, that's oh, okay. Got it. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. It, it's tears. There's tears of bulls. There's tears but, of teams um, like Kusa and the some fun. So belt. what if you have? What if you have like the P5 championship and then the G5 championship? You know, just two separate championships. So now, since everybody want to talk about well, I mean, commercials and stuff, well, I've, you have a P5 I've, game and then you have a G5 game right after. I've it. I've been I've been beating that drum for a while. Do it high school style, yeah. where you have different classifications. I've been beating that drum for a while. It'd be like having a seven A and six A playoff. Yeah. Now, guess what? There's more commercials. There's more opportunities to advertise. I mean, there's football for a while. I mean, and guess what? The champion. This championship is on Monday. Well, actually, the G five championship game will be on Monday, and then let's play ours on Friday or Saturday. Because uh, on Saturday, let's be honest. We play, all people. we all know what's going to happen on he, Tuesday. Yeah. People are going to be dragging in. I know this I'm going to be dragging in, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm watching that one to the clock hit zero. <laughs> exactly. And I'm I'm probably pacing back and forth the whole way. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm all in favor of going P5 tournament, G5 tournament, making it 24 teams, going FCS style, and just let's roll. Mm-hmm. I like it. Let's roll. So, well, uh, our timer is up. Uh, it's like flashing at us now. So, we're going to wrap this thing here. Um, this has been a crazy, crazy season. It's been a great season. Uh, and, and, uh, we, 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 you know, obviously we, uh, we're excited about Monday night. I think a lot of good things are, are, are going to happen. I'm, I'm hopeful that Georgia can pull it off against the crimson tide of Alabama. So, uh, but we are the, uh, believe in Georgia dogs podcast. You can find us just about anywhere on social media, subscribe, comment, uh, like us, hit that bell notification. Let us, it, it'll let you know when we're live. We stream other content on our channel as well. We, we, we do this thing called echoing. So, uh, there's a lot of other shows that, that, uh, come across our channel. So if you're interested in college football in general, just check out our channel. You'll, you'll probably get to see a lot of, uh, Southeastern football. If you're, if you're into that type of thing. So, um, that's, uh, that's what we got. So Israel, any last words? Nope. Just, Let's let's just go out here. Let's win the damn thing. How about that? Let's, let's just go out here and play Georgia football. Let's do what got us to this game. Let's go win the damn thing. Let's day. go. Let's go win the damn thing. Israel says. So, uh, with with that, we're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. So for Israel Troop, I'm Corey Burton. This is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast coming at you on the Believe Podcast Network at Brinks TV, presented by BetOnline.ag. Have a great weekend. Have a great Monday night in Georgia. Just win the damn thing. Go dogs. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.